breath in your body, there is hope. Welcome to Think Hope Podcast. I'm your hopeologist, Dr. Rosalind Tompkins, and I'm here once again to facilitate your journey of hope. And the way we do that is through these hope uh, podcasts, this Think Hope podcast, because there's so much out there. It's so much mayhem and madness that's going on in the world today until so many times we wonder what in what is really going on what is happening what is this world coming to well that's why we are here at think hope podcast because i truly believe that we can change the world through hope and whenever we can move our mindset from that place of of depression and negativity and 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 just looking at all the, the bad that's going on and begin to, in the midst of it all, think hope, learn how to think hope, and not only that, but learn how to make hope connections. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about how we can create a better world through hope. And I'm telling you, it is so important. It is so needed. Because whenever we can change the world through hope, I really believe that it will be a better place for our children and our children's children. Because one of the things that I've been noticing, we, we are in the process of, of doing this, uh, this Mothers in Crisis Hope Survey, and we go out and we actually talk to uh, different people just randomly uh, at, a, at a park or wherever we happen to be at that time. And, uh, and ask them four simple questions. And uh, we ask them, what is hope in their own words? And then we ask them, uh, what makes you hopeful? And then we ask them, uh, what zaps your hope? And then the last question is to think about the last time that you felt hopeful. You know, how, how, did, how was that experience? Let's talk about it, how you felt the last time whenever you felt hopeful. And so we've been asking these questions and, and just talking to all different groupings of people and getting some amazing answers. Just It's just really helping me as hopeologists to uh, understand where people are when it relates to hope and also to develop the strategies that, that we need in order to bring hope to the nation. And one of the things that I'm seeing that just continues to be an answer when people, when, they, when I ask the question, what brings you hope? And that is children. In so many of the responses, that, that is the answer. Uh, it was It's top two responses so far. And of course, uh, number one is God. There's so many that, that say it is God, it is Jesus that brings me hope. And then there are others uh, who may not be coming from, from that uh, perspective, uh, but they'll say, my children or children bring me hope. And uh, it's not one or the other, because we have several symbols of hope, what we call hope symbolism, that, that we've been sharing. And all of these different symbols, these different 
uh, things that we have identified are are ways by which we can receive hope, and not only for us to receive hope, but to spread hope. So I just want to, before we get into talking about how to create a better world through hope and going over those, uh, making the hope connections and the three ways that we can make hope connections, I want to share the list of symbolism that we have because we've been having a good time with that. And, uh, and so the first one here on my list, when we're talking about hope symbolism, is the season of hope is spring. And as many of you know, we celebrated our first ever in 2018, our first ever National Month of Hope in April, and that is uh, the beginning of spring. And, and why? Because the season of hope is spring. That's when everything that, that was once dead, the flowers, there's, there's this tree that's, that's right outside our window, and uh, it's, it's, in the, it's standing in front of this waterfall that, that we can see. Uh, also through, you know, right outside our window. And I notice how every winter it loses all of its leaves. And, and it just looks like, you know, almost looks like it's dead. It's, it's just like a sticks, you know, just sticking up out of the, out of the ground there. And, uh, but the good thing is for me is that now out of the bedroom, I can see the waterfall very clearly. I could just see it so clearly. And I kind of get used to that. But around spring, the moment spring gets here, then all of a sudden, I notice that my view is obstructed, and I realize, oh, wow, all the leaves are back. And so, so that's one of the things about spring, you know, everything comes back to life, and uh, it's a time of new beginnings, of the flowers, and the, and the butterflies, and, and just represents that, that newness, that new beginning. So the season of hope is spring. Now, the bird of hope is the dove. The dove is the bird of hope. And um, yes, what you hear in the background is a mourning dove. And a mourning dove, which is spelled M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, is a dove that is actually brown. And, uh, and, and if you didn't know that it was a dove, you may mistake it for another bird. But these mourning doves, they frequent this area. And where we live now, I believe there's a there's there are more of them because I happen to notice them now. And uh, I've been living in in Tallahassee, North Florida area, uh, for for several decades now. And uh, it used to be a time when I saw a lot of red cardinals around uh, where I lived at the time. But I noticed that here, this morning dove uh, seems to be it especially during this season as it comes back and it's just it's around because you hear that distinctive sound that I just played and uh and as a matter of fact I had a visit from one today where he came and and got on the ledge right outside the window there and just stayed there for a while and serenaded me with that with that beautiful sound uh that we hear now that morning dove sound 
and uh and as that and and as I stood there and I just kind of looked for a while I said wow that brought me hope it did bring me hope and uh because I looked it up I, I did a little research about the morning dove and uh they did identify it as a symbol of hope even though because the morning sound is is not that it will bring you to a place of depression or make you want to cry, but it, it's a sound that will let you know that everything's going to be all right, no matter what you're going through. Uh, that it's it's that morning that morning sound, but it's a hopeful sound. And uh, and then of course we know the the white doves that that represent that we see them represented as the Holy Spirit which we know is a symbol of hope and, and how the, uh, the white dove and in some of the translations say the pigeon. And we know pigeons are, are, are found uh, mostly in, in, uh, in the north. Uh, but, you know, I don't have that here as a, as a, as a bird of hope. But the, but the white dove that went out of, when Noah, uh, out of Noah's ark and went to, to see whether it was any dry ground and then it came back with the, with the olive leaf and we see that symbol and that's a symbol of the Holy spirit. It's also a symbol of hope. So that, that morning dove and that in the, in the white dove uh, as a birds of hope, uh, animal of hope, as we, as we talked about before that, uh, that, that animal of hope is the, <laughs> yes, the dog. <laughs> The dog is the animal of hope. And one of the reasons I wanted to clarify that as to why we chose uh, the dog as the, as the uh, animal of hope, because dogs are used in so many ways to bring hope to people. Uh, we have the CNI dogs. We have the, the dogs that, um, that actually uh, work alongside the police and help in investigations. You have um, dogs who are, what they say, man's best friend, when everybody else leaves you, then the dog is there. And, and, you know, I've even actually, I've had some encounters with dogs. I don't own any pets right now, but um, I've had some very hopeful encounters uh, with dogs. And so um, those that are dog lovers, those that are dog owners understand this concept very well that, uh, that, that, that animal of hope is, is dog. Now, now, now also know that, these symbolisms are not all inclusive. So, you know, of course there are other animals and there are other birds and there are other things that we can, we can add to this list, but this is the list that we have, that we have compiled and that we are organizing uh, as, as part of our hope campaign and the hope initiative that we have going on. Okay. And then we, we have the flowers of hope, which are sunflowers, daffodils, cactus flowers, because they grow even in the midst of the desert, and the number of hope is four, as as we as we know that you have the four leaf clover, and uh, what the what the four uh, leaves stand for: faith, hope, love, and luck. And so that's the number of of hope is four. The colors of hope: yellow, orange, blue, green, red. Aromas of hope: peppermint, lavender, citrus. Sounds of Hope, and we've talked about that on many, many different occasions, even as I've played a couple already, uh, the ocean waves, and I tell you, that is my 
favorite, just being able to, to be at the ocean, to be around the ocean, to hear the ocean, to sleep with the ocean, to, you know, it's, it's, just, a, it's just a wonderful sound and a, and a symbol of hope there that we are so happy uh, to, uh, to have as a part of this. And then, of course, the wind chimes. We, we, we talked about that as a, as a sound of hope. And just hearing those wind chimes in the in the background there just just brings such a soothing comfort, but not only that, but it also brings hope that everything is going to be all right. And then we also know there are other musical instruments uh, that we may say uh, bring you know has the sound of hope, like saxophone for some of us. Uh, that's a beautiful, beautiful sound, an instrument that we like to to hear, and of course, the waterfall, and that just continual waterfall that, you know, power just represents that power, and, and, and I tell you, hope is power, when you have hope, that's a powerful force, and we can change the world through hope, and so having that waterfall as a, as a sound of hope, and, uh, and another sound of hope, is the this sound <laughs> yeah. the babies the babies and I tell you they are so such a blessing I have a grandson uh, Josh um, not Josh I have a godson named Josh and I remember when he was a baby uh, my grandson Brian Jr. reminds me of Joshua because that he's a little baby boy and that's the first little boy that I've been around in a while. But they just bring such hope, those babies, and just to have them around. And then also um, we have uh, the symbols of hope, cross, butterfly, rainbow, like I said, babies, hot air balloons, stars, Christmas, lighthouse, waterfalls, candles, and uh, we can go on. But those are the list that, that list that we have so far. And then, last but not least, the person of hope, which we identify as Jesus. He is hope personified, and he is the reason that we can hope. He brings us hope, and we, we have the God, as, as God identifies himself, the God of hope. May the God of hope, and we know uh, Jesus represents that hope for the world, and so he's our person of hope. And we will leave it right there at that. <laughs> uh, tree of hope. Um, as we're talking about trees of hope with the mustard trees, the oak trees, the pine trees, the seeds of hope, the mustard seed, the acorn. And, um, and so, you know, we just, we just like to uh, look at and, and bring these up because these are also ways. And last week we talked about how to turn how to go from the despair to hope. And, uh, and one of the ways that we do that is if we understand about the power of symbolism and the power of these symbols, then we can begin to, to have them uh, around in, in, our, in our environment. And also, uh, whenever we're feeling down, maybe turn on some of the sounds of hope or, or you know, look at some of the other symbols of hope and then allow that to bring hope, especially in the times of despair. So that's why I wanted to just kind of 
take some time and, and go over these uh, symbols of hope, and we'll continue to do that. Because believe it or not, the United States is facing a crisis, and it's a hope crisis. And I can understand uh, how that could be because uh, we just found out just the other week there was another school shooting, and we're realizing that our children are not safe. We send them to school, and our most vulnerable members of society, and and we send them off as as parents, as grandparents, as as you know those adults that are that are caregivers and that are tasked with taking care of our young people, and then they don't come home from school because someone has in a hopeless situation has gone on a shooting spree and, and killed them dead. And that's one of the saddest things that we're seeing now uh, that's, that's facing our children that just to come to the realization that our schools are not safe. And I don't care how much gun, uh, gun, you know, control or, or what have you that they say that they have the metal detectors and some of the other things um, and the and the officers, but I, I just really believe it's so much deeper than that. It, it's it's so many and on so many levels we're going to have to deal with this as a society, and um, and and I believe that that what God has given to us and those of us that are part of the Hope Squad. I see some of you in the in the in queue there in the studio. We'll be we'll bring you into the conversation um, as well, but. What I see is that our part is is hope and and bringing forth this hope even in the midst of these these dire situations, these situations that seem like they're going from bad to worse because we're facing a hope crisis, and we can see that through the rise of the suicide rate and uh you know it's been an increase over twenty four percent increase over these several a decade here that we're dealing with from 1999 all the way to 2014 and and uh, just realizing some of these statistics that according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in 2016, suicide was the 10th leading cause of death overall in the United States, claiming the lives of nearly 45,000 people. And uh, And these are just the ones that are reported as such, and it does not take into account these numbers don't take into account the ones, the attempted suicides where they were not successful. But whenever someone gets to that place of suicide, it's just that total despair, that total hopelessness, and just feeling like there's no reason to go on. And I believe that if you don't like the world that you're living in, then you can change the world. And how we can change the world is through hope. And we can create a better world through hope. And that's what we're going to talk about, how we can do that. But before we do that, I want to uh, take a break, and we're going to hear another one of our HOPE surveys where we were out in a park, and I was able to speak with uh, a lady by the name of Mia, and we'll hear her answers. We had a really good time that day. And then once we come back from hearing Mia uh, as she responds to the Mothers in Crisis Hope Survey and the four questions that we ask, then we're going to get into talking about how we can create a better world through hope. 
I'm here today with uh, Mia, mm -hmm. and she has agreed to uh, give her answers to our Mothers in Crisis Hope Survey. And so we'll just start with the first question here, okay. and that is, what is hope in your own words and thoughts? In my own words and thoughts, hope is inspiration and determination. All right, all right. Because if there is hope, As long as there's breath in your body, there's still hope. There's still hope. <laughs> I told you some years now. I know you had a saying. Yeah. I don't know if you still say it. This is awesome. I don't know if you still say it. Well, that's, that's it. That's okay. And I'm, I'm, the, I'm the hopeologist okay. of the living God. That's you are. Yes, we just celebrated um, the mother, well, 27 years. Oh, almost 30 years. 27 years. Oh, you did? Yeah, turning point. Yeah, we still there. Oh, okay. Yeah, you should come. All right. Okay, okay. God is, well, praise God, I've gotten married. It must agree with me. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on that note, on that note, okay. What brings you hope or makes you hopeful? Jesus Christ. Yes. Support of my family. Mm -hmm. Support of my family. Okay, that's good, that's good. Now, what, what are some things that zap your hope or make you feel hopeless? Uh, negativity. Um, lack of support. Uh, yeah, lack of support. You can't say nothing. Lack of support. <laughs> I thought that was my own word. Okay. Um, All right, yeah. good deal. Mm -hmm. And think about the last time that you felt hopeful. What do you experience when you are hopeful? I feel joy, happiness. Yeah. Love. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mia. Okay. We're gonna, we, we have a few gifts that we want to give you for taking okay. the survey. Okay, so that was Mia, and she took the Mothers in Crisis Hope Survey and was sharing her answers. And and uh, in the beginning there, she was, she was quoting. She was trying to remember my quote, as long as there's breath in your body, there's hope, uh, because she remembered that from years ago. And, uh, and, that's, and that is a wonderful thing because that's one of the ways that we can create a better world through hope is by making sure we're releasing hope in the atmosphere that what people remember us by, uh, it's important what we say out of our mouths and what people will remember about us. And even if she could not, she, some, so many times, you know, they may not be able to remember the exact quote, but they remember what it meant and how it felt, because just as Maya Angelou says, uh, may she rest in peace, the late, great uh, Maya Angelou, she said um, it, it, that people don't remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. And, uh, and you know, to probably butcher that quote, but, but we get the picture there. It's, it's, it's whenever we can, we, whenever we can, live a life of hope and, and our message and our and what we're known for is 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 about that. It brings good feelings to people and and then when they begin to see us, then they'll start, oh yeah, we can become uh, a symbol of hope like wow because I know what they stand for. I know what she stands for. I know what he stands for. They stand for hope. So let's talk about how we can create a better world through hope. Well, the way we are doing that, and it's not that we can, but we are, we are in the midst of creating a better world through hope. And how we're doing that is we are making hope connections. 
And that's what we've been talking about uh, for this whole month, for the past couple of months now. We even challenged, put a challenge out there for people to think hope and make hope connections. And we are making hope connections. And we've been in the midst of this now since the beginning of this year. And uh, there are three ways to make hope connections. And we've spent some time, a lot of time on our Think Hope podcast talking about hope chats and the seven steps to a successful hope chat. So we're not going to go too much into that today because we encourage you to go back and listen to some of the Think Hope podcasts that we've already done, especially those that talk about the hope chats and the seven steps and all of that. But we say there are three ways to make hope connections. So it's the hope chats. It's And then number two is hope fusions. And then number three is hope fears. And and we're going to talk about those hope fears today in, in detail because I believe that that is how we can create a better world through hope is whenever we start off by having these hope chats, and then the hope chats move to a place of a hope fusion. And then from that place, we create hope sphere, a hope sphere like an atmosphere, but it's a hope sphere, an environment of hope. Then we'll be able to see some changes, some true changes. Because remember, the importance of bringing hope into the equation is hope is like the light in the midst. Of, of the darkness is like the stars that's shining in the dark. And whenever the stars are shining, you can see your way. And one thing that hope does, hope brings solutions. So we're not talking about just this, this little passive hope where I just hope, I hope, I hope, I wish upon a star. You know, we're talking about hope that is powerful and hope that, that shines bright so that we can see the answers, the solutions to some of the problems and the challenges, and also the hope that moves us into action. Because actually, hope stands for, our hope stands for helping others practice empowerment. So now we're getting to that, to that place where the rubber meets the road. We're talking about creating these atmospheres or these hope spheres so that we can get busy and find solutions and make a difference to some of the problems that are going on. I remember I was looking at, at TV the other uh, the other night, right after the um, Texas shooting, and a, a singer, Katy Perry, uh, she was at at one of those awards, and and so she had the mic, and and she was very very emotional about what had happened, had just happened with the school shooting there, and uh, and so she said. Uh, she said, we don't need, you know, we don't need another moment of silence. We, we need to do something. And she was crying. She's from Texas. And, and I could, I could, that resonated with me because I know that a lot of times uh, that's what, that's what ends up happening after these crises, after crises, after crises, then we have all of this, this raw emotion. We have a lot of rhetoric, a lot of words that are being spoken and, and, you know, and then after a couple of weeks or, you know, maybe a month or so, then everything kind of goes back to normal in, as it was. So what I'm saying is as we learn how to create these hope spheres, then it will be that atmosphere of hope that will always keep us moving. And that's one of the things I can say. 
as, as a hopeologist, as a hope coach, as a visionary for this movement that's been going on, that we established the National Month of Hope and, and other things that we've been doing around the world. Uh, I can say that hope will keep you up. Hope is like that helium in the balloon. Hope will keep you up. It will keep you moving. It will, it will keep you trying. It's like you can't give up. You can't give up. You can't give up. So, so briefly, when we're talking about three ways to make hope connections, number one is the hope chats. And uh, we've been talking about those hope chats. There are seven steps to a successful hope chat. Number one, you must identify someone who needs hope. Number two, you prepare yourself for the conversation and you must turn on your belief that things can get better and put on unconditional love. So you have faith and you have love. And then number three, you go to them, you look them in the eyes and you say something like, I care about you and I wanted to check in with you to see how things are going. Number four, as they share, you listen to them with a hope face and you, you listen to understand you listen, you really listen to what they have to say. And then uh, number five, after they're finished sharing, you encourage them. And you might say something like, I can understand why you might see things that way. Then ask them deep down, what do you want most? So you want to ask that question, what do you want? Number six, after listening and encouraging them and, and hearing their answers, you want to empower. So this is empower. This is saying now we're going to get some solutions and we're going to put some legs to what we've been talking about. And you might say something like, I have an idea. May I share it with you? So you want to get their permission to empower them. And then number seven, you just wrap it up. Now it's time to wrap up. Don't leave it hanging. You wrap up with something like, just know that I'm here for you. And I believe that things are going to get better. And then you may say something like, remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there's hope. Now, once you do that, and, and we've been doing that, like I said, and I've been teaching and training uh, the Hope Squad and, and also encouraging people all across the United States to, to have these hope chats, uh, make hope connections by having these hope chats. But once you have these hope chats, the next step is the hope fusion. Hope fusion. And now what is a hope fusion? A hope fusion is where you come together with that person. So there are five steps to the hope fusion. That's the agreeing, sharing, connecting, continuing, and creating. So after the hope chat, you agree to have ongoing hope conversations to reinforce positive progress. So even after the wrap-up, because, you know, if you just have a hope chat with someone, maybe in a grocery store or someone that you just met, and then you wrap up and, you you know, you give them that, you know, that hug maybe. You let them know, that just know I'm here for you. And, you know, but in, in order for it to become a, a hope fusion, you have to connect with them in a way that you're going to come back together again. So, in other words, it's not just a one-time thing. And that's what it means to fuse, where the two becomes one, where you fuse together and you determine that, that, that this person, especially if they're dealing with hopelessness and they're in a place of despair, they need relationship. 
because oftentimes hopeless people are isolated, very isolated. So they they don't have many friends. They're not coming around many people. They're not talking, and they're kind of like on an island uh, on their unto themselves on their own. And so whenever you create a hope fusion, you're creating relationship, power in relationship, because now you're reinforcing positive progress. You're saying maybe let's meet once a month or once a week or how many ever, whatever you agree upon. And then the second step is sharing. You share stories of hope with one another. So whenever you come together, you come together to keep the hope chats going, to continue to share hopeful stories and hopeful solutions. And so while you're, you're sharing, you're connecting, not with your head, but with your heart, and then you continue to share the words of encouragement. And then that last part there, that last step is you're creating bonds and better outcomes. And what, that, what you're literally doing is uh, bringing a relationship to that person and so that they're not just alone and they have now they have someone that they can talk to and they can turn to and that can walk through whatever the problem is, whatever the, the valley may be, whether it's drug addiction, whether it's a bad uh, relationship issue, maybe economics, you know, they lost a job or maybe they lost a loved one or whatever it may be, you're fusing with that person and you're having that hope fusion and you are bringing uh, a relationship to play and that that automatically brings their their chances of moving from despair to hope it just it just increases it at by a 100% because most people that do commit suicide they feel that they have no one they have no one to talk to that no one cares whether they're here or not no one is there and so when you have that hope fusion, you are creating a better world through hope for that person. And then, as I mentioned about the hope spheres, the five steps or hope sphere is gathering, sharing, connecting, continuing, and creating. So what is a hope sphere? A hope sphere is now where you gather groups, teams, companies, churches, organizations, you know, where it's not just two now, but now you're creating an atmosphere. And I might start with families where you decide that, you know what, my family, our family is going to practice thinking hope and having hope chats, and we're going to help one another keep hope alive. <laughs> so so that's what a hope sphere is. Now it's the, it's the group where, where, where everyone that's a part of that group has agreed to say, you know what, we're going to be hopeful. Instead of looking at the negative, we're going, we're going to look at the positive. We're going to look at ways. We're going to be hopeful about this situation instead of waiting for the next shoe to drop. Like some companies are, are very toxic environments because especially when it's time when people are getting laid off, and everybody's kind of waiting on who's going to be next. And, and, and so it just really, really, really uh, uh, takes away all productivity because now people are in survival mode and they begin to, to fight with one another or try to, you know, stab one another on the, in the back and, and all of this and that whole toxic environment. And then companies wonder why they are not making a profit. But whenever you create a hope 
fear, what you're saying is, no, we're going to be hopeful. So we're, we're going to look for the light in the midst of the darkness, and we're going to look for solutions. We're going to move into action. We're going to have hope chats and encourage one another that, that, that everything is going to be all right. And, and whenever we begin to do that, oh, my goodness, we will create a better world because from that place, that is the productivity, the fruitfulness, and, and, and the things that need to, to be accomplished can be accomplished in that particular atmosphere, a hope sphere. So you gather groups, teams, companies, churches, or organizations together for this, these hope chats and have these hope fusions. You continue to share the stories of hope with one another. You connect with your heart. You pledge to continue to share words of encouragement by having hope chats when needed. So in essence, what you're doing is you create a environment of hope. And I'm telling you, that's what we are committed to doing. And I'm going to now bring in uh, to the conversation a couple of our Hope Squad members because that's what we're, we're committed to doing because we believe that through these hope connections and thinking hope and doing these things that we can change the world. We can make the world a better place. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring in Millie. I see your hand raised there. Hello, Millie. Good evening, Dr. Tompkins. Good evening. So what do you have to add to this in a couple of minutes or so about creating a better world through hope? <laughs> well, you know, unbeknownst to me, I didn't realize I was having a hope chat when I was in Miami uh, with my former husband that we were going to move to Tallahassee for a better uh -huh. life. And then things, as life would have it, uh, went on. And then, uh, you know, I thought I was going to leave my addiction behind, but it came with me. Mm. And then when I decided to leave that kind of lifestyle, I met up um, uh, with you five years later after I was clean. But mm -hmm. then a hope chat happened with you. And then it became a hope uh, fusion, mm -hmm. and then now it's a hope sphere, and this just blesses me, oh, wow. you know, with all of you. So, you know, the Lord just dropped that in my spirit just a few moments ago, and that just blessed me. That is beautiful. That And that's exactly, you know, that's the truth, and that's exactly what is happening. And so we are living witnesses that it can be done. And think of all the things that now, over the years, through Mothers in Crisis, these 27 years that we've been here thus far, we've been able to accomplish through hope and through the hope sphere. So, Thank you so much for sharing it and just kind of putting it in those terms because I can really see that. Thank you. All right. So have a good evening there. And uh, let me see if I can get maybe a couple of more because this is a wonderful conversation that we're having. Uh, hello, Nettie. Are you there? Yes. How are you? Doing very well. So what do you have to say about creating a better world through hope? 
Well, I can I can really relate to creating a, a better world through hope, even as I think about the um the Mothers in Crisis support group. Uh huh. You know, over the years, how we uh, had the support groups and even um, having the support groups and coming together. And just, you know, when you're just down and out and you feel like, you know, you just can't make it. And then in the room, there would be others who would always have an encouraging word. Or And then at the end, of course, you always had a scripture or something that we could hold on to that would be that empowerment piece to just, you know, to just keep you motivated and keep mm-hmm, you going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is a good that is a good uh suggestion too because now in the present in the present that we're talking about these hope spheres that that would be a good way uh for a family, uh organization, a business to create a hope sphere is through having hope groups where you actually yeah. come together and just share with one another and make sure that what you're talking about, what you're releasing is hope, not a gripe session, but a hope uh-huh. session. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Thank you. Okay. Now, very, so I'll go ahead and bring in Juanita. Hello, Dr. Tompkins. Hello. Hello. So what do you have to say about creating a better world through hope? I would say, especially in the workplace, mm-hmm. where one of my coworkers that came to work one day, very disturbed because her son was killed in a car accident. Mm. And she was very depressed. And so what did you do? I comforted her and gave her a hug and let her know that things will get better. And she was very depressed with anxiety. And we chatted for a while, and after everything was over, she felt hopeful. All right. And what is she doing now? Is is have have things gotten any better for her? Yes, indeed. She um right. attended the group counselor, and also each and every day she talked to me every day, and we have our ongoing hope chat. So that's a hope fusion going on there. Yes. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And uh, and then so we'll just continue to continue to lift her up in prayer as well, because that's what that's another thing that we can do to bring hope. We can make sure that we pray with people and we pray for them as well. So thank you for sharing. You're welcome, Dr. Tompkins. So what I'm seeing here and what I hope every one of you guys can see as we're talking about how to make a better world or create a better world through hope is that we practice what we preach. We're not just saying, you know, this is something that people can do, but this is, this is who we are. This is how we live. As they say, the song says, this is how we do it. And it is. It is making a difference, and it does create a better world. So what we're doing now is we're spreading this, and we're, we're, we're sharing with other people 
how to do this. We are training. We are coaching. If you'd like to find out more information, go to www.rosalindwhytompkins.com and contact me. Also, you can go to makeahopeconnection.com and find out more information about what we're doing. We encourage you to become a citizen of hope because citizenship does have its privileges. You can find out how to become a citizen of hope by going to think-hope.com and just join what we're doing because we want you to change the world and make the world a better place through hope. And you can when you join with us because we are creating a better world through hope and you can be a part of it. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Stink Hope Podcast and we look forward to next week when we come back once again to Think Hope. May God bless you richly. Remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Hope.